Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. And go with me to the book of Sam. Sam 107 verse 22 to 30. Sam 107 verse 22 to 30. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and rehearse his deeds with shouts of joy and singing. Some go down to the sea and travel over it in ships to do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises up the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. Those are bold, mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the deeps. Their carriage melts away because of their plight. Verse number 27. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man. And at their wit's end, all their wisdom has come to nothing. Then they cry to the Lord in their trouble and he brings them out of their distresses. He hushes the storm to a calm and a gentle whisper. Then the men are glad because of the calm, and he brings them to their desired haven. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to talk about the topic, anticipate the rainbow. Anticipate the rainbow, and how that is going to help you endure the stormy days as you wait for the salvation of the lord and before the service is over hopefully just hopefully i'll prove to you why this is very important in our christian walk anticipating the rainbow well i can say with no shadow of doubt that we all have seen rainbows before haven't we we all have and when do we usually see rainbows you're right after a rainstorm after a rainstorm that's outstanding now the english word rainbow has a latin origin and is derived from the latin word arcus pluvius arcus pluvius which refers to a rainy arch <laughs> a rainy arch because its shape looks just like an archer's bow if you take a closer look at a rainbow you realize it looks just like a bow hung against the clouds can we all see this and interestingly the Hebrew word for rainbow is keshet Keshet is also the same word for a battle bow in the Bible. Now, what does this mean? It means that whenever you see a rainbow hanging in the sky, it means the bow has now been put away and that the storm is over. 
the rainbow up there is speaking of peace it's speaking of harmony can i get an amen? amen another fascinating thing about a rainbow is that you cannot see it on a cloudless day rainbows are most visible when the gray heavy clouds have scattered all over the sky that's the best moment to see a rainbow in all its beauty and splendor when the dark clouds have made the background and the rainbow stands out in the foreground that's the time to see how clear that's the time to see how distinct that's the time to see how astonishing the rainbow is what am i trying to say here what i'm trying to say here is that we don't see how glorious our god is until we've been afflicted we don't get to see how rafa he is until we've been sick and healed we don't get to see how diver he is until we are broke at some point and then our needs are met at times when you can walk well when you can breathe well when you can eat well you forget to see the glory of god but until something devastating happens until something catastrophic happens that's when we begin to acknowledge how glorious and wonderful our god had been to us let me put it this way there can be no glory without an ugly story <laughs> david said many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous but the lord the good lord rescues him from them all look god is going to take the gl in the ugly and transform your story into glory you didn't get me i'm saying that god is going to take the gl in the ugly and transform your story into glory for my bible says i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us do you know the pain women go through during childbirth the bible says a woman when she is in travail hath sorrow because her hour is come but as soon as she is delivered as soon as she is delivered of the child she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world man regardless of the pain you are in right now it will soon be forgotten because the joy of your rainbow will devour it up i'm not saying you should wish for these afflictions in order to experience the glory of god i'm not saying that your troubles and sickness are from god trying to teach you something in order to experience his glory no 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 i'm only saying that the storm you are in right now is a golden opportunity to see how good to see how merciful to see how glorious our lord is you see sometimes the reason we are overly concerned the reason we are overly worried is super simple because we see the storm instead of the rainbow 
and this happens because of the way the mind has been programmed you see right from our infancy our minds have been trained to seek out solutions to our current problems whenever we get in trouble or when we don't like something our minds arouse in us some sort of anxiety or some sort of fearful feelings to get rid of that problem or to do something about the situation so we first look at the problem and then the solution that is a human's way of solving problems for example let's just say you lost your job today it wouldn't make sense to go home excited it wouldn't make sense to go home cheerful as if you don't have bills to pay as if you don't have physical needs to meet typically a strong feeling of despair and anxiety would overwhelm you and then you worry over how you're gonna pay your rent how you're gonna pay your gas how you're gonna settle your debts how you're gonna provide for your family and satisfy your basic needs that right there is looking at the problem and later you figure out how to get out of that mess this is what I meant by human's approach to solving problems it's like you make the current problem your major concern basically but in the kingdom of God it works different we first look at a solution and then the problem that's God's approach that's the kingdom's approach to fixing problems you see God uses an approach to fix things and we call it predestination or the predestinate approach this approach involves determining an outcome before the main event God always determines an outcome before the main event occurs he does this every time he used this approach even during the first problem recorded in the bible and that's sin after adam and eve sinned god said in genesis 3 15 and i'll put enmity open hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel and that's exactly what happened jesus christ crushed the serpent and redeemed us from sin he saw the outcome first and not the problem seeing an outcome in advance doesn't mean you are refusing to acknowledge the current problem firsthand it's like making a choice out of two items problem here and solution there which do you choose to focus on you see what i mean so god instead of dwelling on the sin problem first he focused he focused on the solution even though the solution was yet to occur and that's what i'm trying to say 
A similar example took place in Israel's battle against the Moabites and the Ammonites. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 14. In verse 17, he said, You need not fight in this battle. Take your positions. Stand and witness the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't fight in the battle, and yet they won. This is what we call predestination. Go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse number 29 to 30. Romans 8, 29 to 30. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be confirmed to the image of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse number 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Once you're born again, Christian, it means you've been predestined to be just like Jesus Christ. Now ask yourself, how was Jesus Christ on earth? Jesus Christ could heal. He could cast out demons. He could move mountains. He could raise the dead. And he even said, greater works we will do. Greater works we will do. And God is saying here that he just predestined you to be just like Jesus Christ. Oh boy, this is profound. Maybe you still don't understand this predestination thing. Let me clarify that with a practical example. Suppose there is a soccer match between Chelsea and Barcelona. And let's just say you're a Chelsea fan and you got a word from the Lord that Chelsea would win. That's predestination. An outcome has been determined even though the match hasn't kicked off yet. You now have an assurance that your team would win. You don't know how the win would come, but you know for sure Chelsea would win. So when the match begins and Barcelona takes the lead by four goals to nil in the first half, that right there might sound like a big problem if you go by the human's approach. But in the kingdom, you look at the solution first and then the problem. The solution is the promised word of God concerning Chelsea's victory. So that's what you look at and keep saying, even though it seems like Barcelona is winning. While the Chelsea fans are sad and frustrated, 
you are enduring with a smile on your face because you are confident that Chelsea would win. After 30 minutes into the second half, you see the score sheet changing. Now it's 4-3 against Chelsea. And yet after the match, Chelsea wins by five goals to four. And that's what we call predestination. Determining the outcome in advance. Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, thus passing the shame, and it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How could Jesus endure the cross? Because of the joy set before him. God had predestined joy before him. And when he saw that, he could endure the cross. Amen? Amen. Now, we already know via the promises of God that by the stripes of Jesus, we've been healed. This means God had predestined healing for the born-again Christian. This means the outcome between you and sickness has been decided. Oh boy, you don't, you, you don't get it. I'm saying that the outcome between you and the sickness has been decided. Even before you got sick, that outcome has been decided. That whenever you're sick, healing would prevail. That whenever the plague strikes, healing would prevail. Considering this predestined outcome, you know that no matter how worse the symptoms get, no matter how long the sickness takes, no matter what the doctor says, the predestined word of God will stand and healing will prevail. Hallelujah. So whatever storm you're in right now, God wants you to anticipate the rainbow. Let the world see the storm first and complain, but you, you should see the rainbow first because it is with the rainbow that would cause you to endure the storm. My time is up. I want to stop here for today and continue next week. We will have enough time to go into this more next week. I believe your life will be transformed after that. Remember that you are a royalty in the kingdom and you need to always act like one. God richly bless you. Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today. Before we wrap up, subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes. To join our community or support our ministry, click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org. Until next time, Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.